I went on a trip with my boss. He revealed the reason why I was chosen uh, was because I am a woman and I am Asian who brings credibility to the position, which oversees the Asia Pacific region. There were uh, a few women back then who were perceived to be more perceptive and people oriented and had the more technical search and digital skill sets back in 2006. This is where I realized that being a woman is no way a barrier to opportunities. When I joined Allied Audience years back, I was basically the only female other than my secretary. And as of today, after a few years, uh, we have a good balance of splits among our team with about around 47% of us being female and with a team mix of over five ethnic origins. So being a startup, uh, we have to always test, learn and fail really fast. And a team with diversity, I think, always offer us new perspectives. Welcome to episode four of the Like Audience Ad Tech podcast, where we discuss the latest ad tech trends and industry insights in a series of interviews with industry leaders. I'm Jessica, the director of the Brand Creatives, a boutique agency for tech companies, and I'm hosting the podcast today. So today's topic is one of my favorites, woman leadership. This is especially relevant in the male-dominated ad tech industry, which really suffers from a lack of diversity. And with International Women's Day coming up, I think it's an excellent time to hear from high-powered women in this industry. So we've invited Anna Chan, the CEO of the media line of business at Dentsu International Hong Kong. And she's an accomplished life coach. And we also have Elise Lau with us. She's the Chief Strategy Officer of Alike Audience, and she has a decade of experience in MarTech and the founder of several successful startups. So let's start from the beginning. You're both very high caliber women in high powered digital media industries. How did you two get to where you are? Well, I came from quite a culturally diverse background. I was born in Shanghai. My grandfather was from Taiwan. My mom is Indonesian Chinese. So I was not coming from a media agency, but started my digital advertising career with Yahoo. My moment came when I met my future boss, who was working in the same building and a business partner at that time. So humorously, he approached me and asked if I had a twin sister who might be interested to take up a regional role in IPG media brands as head of search for APAC. I was saying I don't have a twin sister, but I might be interested. Since then, I've been very much indulged in the media and advertising field. Alongside my main career, I have taken an 18-month break in between to learn something that I like. Um, such as personal trainer and coaching. I would say being a life coach has changed my life. I always tell my coaches that I'm the one who benefits most from the coaching sessions. One of my favorite coaching memories was that I had a coaching session with a working mom. She was very emotional during the session. She insisted to carry on the session. So after it's done, I asked her why she was so touched this time. She said to me, actually, I started crying because of you. 
as I can feel the empathy that you have for me, you made me realize that I do have the strength and ability to do what I want to do. With the coaching work that I do, I was selected as one of the winners for the Influencer Awards in 2020 by Hong Kong Living. And up to date, I still do coaching for NGO and university students. Wow, that's a really touching thing to say. And what about you, Elise? Hi, everybody. I'm a serial entrepreneur and had my first startup running back in a decade ago, 2012. And before then, I absorbed knowledge of running businesses through starting my career working as a management trainee in a listed company to an international firm with 5,000 staff globally and thereafter, a 20-people startup with over five ethnicities. Some of my key accomplishments in my career, including taking companies global, strategic business growth from China and now to the U.S. and APAC, and team expansion. One of the metrics that I'm most happy about during this decade is 100% staff retention rates within their first 12 months of employment throughout. I had also the luck and luxury to take 24 months of sabbatical year off during my past decade. I spent mainly my time in the forest in Myanmar and focused on mindfulness or you call it meditation practice for a few thousand hours where I got more insights for life and more about the meaning and purposes for life. Some fun facts about me, I'm a vegetarian, I'm an image consultant, I'm also a face yoga teacher, and I'm very active in the volleyball court. Wow, that's interesting. A few thousand hours. So obviously, both of you have had very long and successful careers. And what are some of the challenges that you would say you face, especially in an industry which is very male-dominated? Work-wise, I personally don't find it challenging as a woman day-to-day. I considered my ability quite equally measured up and I have my advantages while being trilingual and all embracing due to my cultural background. Maybe the most obvious times when you realize, oh, I'm actually the only woman in the room were those uh, industry tech events, especially in the old days. However, it was quite delightful to witness a transformation since I would say 2012, 13, where I have had women panelists chatting all along with me. I love that, Anna. And what about you, Elise? Do you have, do you find that similar to your experience or? When I first had my own chair as a chairman, I was very young, actually, in my 20s. So it's very uncommon for me to attend an event where I was one of the very handful women out of 100 participants. And uh, fast forward 10 years now, I noticed uh, there is a a very commonly described syndrome, especially in the States, called imposter syndrome. It's actually a psychological pattern that causes people to doubt about their success. It's also an internal experience of believing that one being not as competent as others perceive. And this syndrome is has to proven to, to be more prone to happen on women than men. So this mentality could be also a hindrance for me as a 
women and also for other women executives to play well in our role. I have been fortunate enough to have many, many mentors in my career who give advice for me from time to time, especially when I face a situation where they have faced, failed, and they wish me to succeed. I must be thankful to all of them who ain't embarrassed to share the vulnerable parts of them, could be very, very candid of you know, how they failed and advised wholeheartedly, how can I best possibly avoid the same failure again? And um, I figure throughout over a decade now, this is a very, very beautiful relationships. I still talk to them during COVID. They still share what's going on with them in the rest of the world. And I do wish I can contribute the same to the next generations, if possible, to other growing leaders the same way. Well, that's really beautiful. And I love both your different perspectives about working in the ad tech industry and also the media industry. So um, what are some highlights throughout your career or are there any stories you'd like to share? Sure. Um, so after taking the job in IPG Media Brands, I went on a trip with my boss. He revealed the reason why I was chosen uh, was because I am a woman. And I am Asian who brings credibility to the position, which oversees the Asia Pacific region. There were uh, a few women back then who were perceived to be more perceptive and people oriented and had the more technical search and digital skill sets back in 2006. This is where I realized that being a woman is no way a barrier to opportunities but rather perceive me for what I do or have done, and I am not defined by my gender. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that, Anna. And what about you, Elise? I know that you led many successful startups. I'm sure it was quite an incredible experience. Uh, well, I always joked about with my friends that uh, the stories that have been happening in startups are very, very abundant enough for me to write a book. And uh, let me just share one of the recent ones. Um, actually, back in when I first started my career as a leader, I had always been the minority in the company, meaning, um, yeah, I was one of the women, but maybe the only one. And that's when I got heavily being influenced by how a male leader is like. And over time, some leadership elements of me were actually like a man, I figured, except that I'm wearing maybe a dress. <laughs> and my partners joked about um, I speak like a man at times as well, and I make, make decisions like a man as well. And... I would have to say that at the beginning of this year uh, is a beautiful beginning for me and my company. In January, I had the opportunity to show the yin side of me. And during our kickoff meeting, I was invited to lead my team for one hour meditation workshop. And it was actually for me a very 60 minutes when I was utterly comfortable under my own skin from outside in and inside out. I guided each section with the only good intention, radiating kindness to everyone. And I could observe also that each colleague's well-being's condition, being good or not, and I'm able to give them advice on well-being 
and kind of like a pocket user guide that they can use from time to time to take care of their inner self whenever they need. Yeah, I really enjoy hearing both your perspectives. So it seems like, uh, Anna, you're very confident um, on the skills that women have. And then uh, at least you have a slightly more aggressive approach, but then also be able to balance that with mindfulness practice. So what about like, um, you know, getting to where you are? So both of you obviously lead a lot of people in the industry um, and in your company. What are some insights you have on a successful career? Um, My thought is always be passionate, work hard, and have a clear goal. Um, Passion will keep you going. You just need to trust the process. If you have a clear goal and work hard, you will regret nothing. Do not be disheartened if you do not see success at first. Um, my motto in life will be 天使地利人和. You need the right timing, right place, and social connections for something to happen. Mm, I love that Chinese saying. And yeah, <laughs> conditions are really important. Uh, what about you, Elise? First of all, especially when we are so locked down now and being at home very often, Staying in touch with the world will be one of the insights. I've read some articles from New York Times lately um, where there is a research about women actually who take a year away from work can have earnings of as less as 39% lower than that of their counterparts who don't. So even if uh, we are on a life-changing stage, even if we're facing difficult and challenging times, just keep reminding ourselves that um, there are actually other parts of our lives which worth our brilliant contribution. And second, um, I would be firm, but not blunt. Um, this is an answer actually from my meditation master when he got asked, uh, what's the way to give feedback to anyone who you don't agree with, especially when we notice we have some emotions? And the answer being be firm, but not blunt is a wisdom that helps me a lot, not only in work, but in many other situations. Just imagine when the food is wrong, when the taxi driver is angry, any situations, just give it a pause for a second, take a deep breath and share your feedback firmly. Um, try this to anyone, even to your colleagues and your family. It really works. It's really a majestic as well, believe me. Thank you for sharing that. So because of International Women's Day coming up, I would like to circle back to that. Even though we've achieved a lot of success, there's a lot of women who are still held back. Like you said, if they if women take time off, they make less money. So what are your thoughts on having women in more leadership roles and having more um, authority in the media industry? Um, I would like to rephrase the question. It's, it's not simply having more women in leadership roles, but a more diverse leadership team to service the industry. So women shouldn't be just be like stereotyped to bring certain contributions, but more so socially representing a voice among our you know, now growingly diversified and socially upright communities, especially. 
in the MarTech and EdTech industry, where we claim ourselves to be always ahead of the trends and be ready to innovate and change. So at Dentsu, uh, my current company um, understood the need to impose such changes. So we have two female CEOs of one being myself um, to spearhead a company with over 60% female employees. Uh, we push forward various social campaigns such as helping Rain Lily, uh, which is a local nonprofit organization to rally mass support in combating women's sexual violence, um, oppressing social problem unspoken and unseen publicly. Um, all in all, we are not simply like bluffing about how feministic we are or but really trying to prove a point that we are now so socially and culturally conscious to providing equal chances to everyone, prioritizing attitude, skills, mm. um, abilities as our number one benchmark where, when it comes to talents. I really love how you frame it. Like instead of having more women in leadership roles, having more diverse um, leadership on the team. And I think that's an amazing achievement, having 60% female employees and two female CEOs. So uh, what about you, Elise? What are your thoughts on this topic? Well, as a Chinese and a believer of mindfulness practice, where the middle way is the essence of the philosophy so any place with a balance of yin and yang is always in the best harmony, right? And uh, echo what Anna just mentioned as well. I think it's not only applicable to our industry to have more women, but more diversity in our team is the key. So when I joined a like audience years back, I was basically the only female other than my secretary. <laughs> and as of today, after a few years, uh, we have a good balance of splits among our team with about around 47% of us being female and with a team mix of over five ethnic origins. So being a startup, uh, we have to always test, learn and fail really fast. And a team with diversity, I think, always offer us new perspectives enabling us to fill our blind spots and more importantly, we are trained to have more endurance and able to embrace unforeseeable conditions as we face a team with different cultural backgrounds from day to day. I think it's a very good harmony for us to um, keep our diversity and also a mix of yin and yang uh, in our team. And I hope this could be seen in more and more ad tech and market companies in the future. That's really good perspectives. So um, in light of International Women's Day, what advice would you have for other women? March 8th is International Women's Day. Um, as a working woman who's always learning in this ever-changing era, my advice to women out there is simple. Love yourself first before loving others. If you can love yourself, you can empower yourself to overcoming anything and embrace whatever challenges and opportunities the world provides. And let me wrap up with uh, one of my favorite quotes from Audrey Hepburn. What she said back then was, nothing is impossible. The word itself says, I am possible. 
Amazing. So what about you, Elise? What advice would you have for other women who are in their careers? Yeah, thanks. Uh, and thanks, Fran. And for the beautiful sharing. I like that quote very much as well. Um, so I'll use acronym ABC and A stands for accept who you are. And we're all awesome our way. And as Anna just said, that we should always love ourselves first before we can radiate our love to the others. And why don't we just talk to ourselves that I'm wonderful in a mirror every day, just accept whatever we are, whoever we are. And B stands for be bold. Ask ourselves, am I going to regret tomorrow if I'm not going to do something or make that decision? Just make a decision that we will never regret because we only live our life once. And C stands for connecting the dots and treasure the dots we have. I used to think that the dots that I had were not uh, being able to connect. But every dot we pin today will become very, very valuable anytime, any soon. So I'm sure many, many brilliant women out there today will share many more beautiful stories with us on International Women's Day. I wish all of us a wonderful day and continue to shine and glow our way. Thank you, Elise. And um, I just have a bonus question here because so much about self-love and self-acceptance and mindfulness. So I really would like to know as well, in such a hectic world where women balance so many responsibilities, what are some ways we can practice self-care? For me, um, I learned a lot from coaching, actually. Um, during the coaching sessions, I, I realized that many of the coaches out there, um, maybe men or women, I found them sometimes they just like beat themselves up all the time, um, having very, very high expectation and to a point where they feel sometimes not being accomplishing or not being able to accomplish anything. So I think, again, I mentioned earlier, you need to really love yourself before you can really try to love others. Um, another thing um, Elise uh, mentioned, in which I also have a similar practice, is meditation. So I meditate every day in the morning before I actually go to work. And I think that really helps me, um, you know, have a clarity in mind and also um, be able to focus during the day. And I think that also boosts uh, my memory especially um, in this like, evolving uh, world. Um, so I think um, definitely um, meditation coupled with um, what I said, um, love yourself. Um, plus for me, I, I also exercise um, in the morning. So I think these are like three combo that work really well for me. Amazing. So you would say meditation, exercise, um, and what was the last one? Like love the, yourself, love yourself, right? Yes. So these three. Yeah, and have, do you find that same law, or do you have another set of practices that you like to add? Well, to me, I would say if it's the um, practice that we do every day, then uh, something has to be very sustainable. And I would say just um, having some me time. 
yeah, just remind ourselves to have some me time. And that me time could be as short as five minutes. And uh, I try to build up this behavior and I allow myself to do anything I like during that five minutes. It could be just reading a very short article for five minutes. It could be also doing face yoga and look at the mirror and tell myself I look brilliant today for five minutes. It can be just a short walk around. It can be just a call to your family and friends, you know, WhatsApp call. We can play Switch. Um, you know, I have a friend uh, connecting the Switch from Hong Kong to Tokyo and play with their friends every day for a while. So just anything that what intuition brings you to for that five minutes and allow yourself to just recharge your whatever you need. And uh, the key is that uh, we, while we do it every day, we would realize that this habit will form and we realize that um, the recharge uh, is good enough for us to uh, be able to perform for the rest of the day and be, be able to focus. So um, me time, that's very important to me. And I hope this is useful to other women as well. Yes, it's, I mean, it's like almost like hitting a reset button so that we can recharge our batteries. Thank you so much, Anna and Elise, for these very inspiring insights. We'll conclude here. And thank you for listening in. For more podcast episodes from a like audience, hit the subscribe button. And don't forget to leave us a review and tag us on social. Transcripts will be on our website's podcast page. And for more information about a like audience, you can visit us at www.alikeaudience.com. Thank you.